This is a homebrew podcast. Slay the Stars is a D&D actual play podcast you're looking for. A dark fairy tale cosmic fantasy. Now that's what I'm talking about. Listen in every other Tuesday at noon Eastern Standard Time on any major streaming platform. Slaythestars.com. Persomnia at Astra. Hello, everyone. Uh, I am Kyle Schiebert, and I am your MC for MythCraft, the podcast. Please help me welcome our ambitious anarchist. Say hi, everyone. Hi, everyone. Hi, everyone. Hello, everyone. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> it, it happens every time, and it doesn't. Uh, I, you think I would learn. First, Andy. Kiris Mara. I'm really questioning bringing all these people now with me on this journey. Cody. Uh, old man Harlow, I've had something wise to say, but I forgot. <laughs> Mal. Thistle Featherfoot, I killed two people. Nathan. Hildegard, I also did. I'm just not realizing that. Roger. Lucian Delware, did someone order sushi takeout to this ship? And Tanner. Friend, I think Hildegard is part cat? Perfect. A quick reminder for everyone to check out our new Kickstarter for Veil of the Eternal Night at theeternalnight.com. That goes live tomorrow. Uh, To check out all of the amazing new subclasses, creatures, magic items, and more in this new gothic horror campaign being released on Mythcraft and D&D 5th Edition. And with that out of the way, let's jump back in. So when we left off last session, the party had just accepted their mission to head to Chahosrin to assist in the relief efforts. They had gotten all loaded up onto the boat and had departed from Posh. After about a day's travel, they ended up running into a group of pirates, including a very interesting tentacle-faced individual that they proceeded to dispatch fairly with ease a little bit of a little bit of hiccups uh, some interesting uh, displays of power from Hildegard (laughs) and where we pick back up is the party kind of relaxing on the boat uh, taking some rest after their encounter preparing for the remaining few-day travel from Posh to Yiddisk. And with that, I'll kind of see what's what's everyone doing? What's everyone doing as they hang out on this boat? Hmm. Well, we just <laughs> killed a handful of people. Um, yeah. <laughs> wait, where exactly, <laughs> where exactly are we rolling it back from um, in the episode? Uh, it's, it's just going to be like right after the battle. So after... Uh, everyone is kind of laid down. I think Golem, or I think Friend and like Old Man Harlow just like laid on the deck of the ship. So this is basically like essentially the next morning after this battle has started. So yeah, this is the next morning after the battle is after the battle concluded. Uh, it's been about a day. You guys still have another couple days ahead of you. Okay. So yeah, what are you doing? Hildegard's definitely taking the time to try and make sense of a written text taking whatever instruction Lucian is willing to offer. Oh, gladly. Anyone who would show any interest um, of the the fellows that maybe are not quite as capable um, with reading the letters would go through everything that Lucian has in his his songbook. 
starting with some of the stories as well as some of the songs. So would gladly show you some of those. Friend would also be learning to read with uh, with Lucian and Hildegard. We have a little classroom. I love this. <laughs> Today I learned that P-I-S-H does not spell friend. <laughs> it certainly doesn't. Friend, it's, it's, it's one of those things that while the spelling is important and you would watch Lucian kind of like take your hand and like bring it to like his heart on his chest, it's less about the spelling and more so about how you feel about the person here as he touches your hand to his heart. Kate rolls her eyes. That's where friends live. <laughs> I see. Well, I actually lived in the forest. <laughs> like a d- dumbfounded moment. He like lets go of Hildegard's hand. Um, like alone? Like how for how long? I feel like there's more to that statement. I'd like to hear more. Well, you had said friends live there. And I actually, I've been in the forest for quite some time now. Oh, with your, well, I think you had mentioned something about your creator. You lived with your creator in, in, in the forest, in a cabin? No, nothing like that. Um, I lived, I, I would just stay by some stones that looked like me, but didn't talk like me and or didn't walk like me. And my creator, his name was Beltran and he would come and visit me. Um, and then all of a sudden he stopped. So I, well, I, I tried to find somebody else to talk to and it's really just been me and Petrie and the me in the water. And that, it was us like that for, I don't know, 50, 50 darks and 51 lights before Hildegard had come along. Oh my. Lucian looks around to see who else is like listening to this conversation because this is like, this is, this is hard. This is, this is, this is touching. And he wants to know who else is, is, is listening into this, this story. Well, Hildegard's listening. She's heard, yeah, I mean, she's experienced some of it and she's heard much of it before. So she's trying to make sense of papers and uh, ciphers while she's listening. Thistle's cleaning up a bit of blood off of the deck and also off of their clothing and um, keeping an ear out as well just for interesting conversation. Yeah, and so uh, before Hildegard had come along, I actually, I acquired this sign. There was this, uh, there's a pathway from the stones that I was staying by that led to the road to Posh and there used to be this beautiful wooden sign and I could see everybody going up to the sign and, you know, having conversation and laughing and so I, I tried to make myself like the sign, and it worked. I had to take the sign down because everybody just ignored me at first, but now I've made the sign myself and people would come see me and they'd walk in to town. Some people would come back and they would touch the posts on me. Uh, they would change them around and... Oh. Yeah. It, like you would see like there's like this like warmth like washing over Lucian it's just like the sweetest and kindest and like softest of stories that he's like heard in a very long time oh that is and he like feigns like a single tear coming across out of his, his eye that is and I mean this I mean this when I say this that is a remarkably touching story friend did you make many friends with the sign that you had I'd like to think I made a lot of friends but I didn't I didn't have the courage to speak with them. It, it wasn't until Hildegard had come along, and Petrie's a pretty good judge of character, and, and she let me know that Hildegard was maybe, I don't want to say safer, but we were looking for the same thing. Um, so I trusted Petrie's judgment, and 
here we are today. I said goodbye to me in the water, who seems to be following us. And now we're out to make friends. We jumped into this rather quickly, though. And I'm wondering if I'll be able to make it back to Posh sometime to find my creator. But at least for now, I've got you guys. I can't imagine this is a one-way trip. We'll get done what needs to get done. We'll make our way back. And I did make a promise to you all. I did say that I'd help you get connected. And it feels like this is very important to you. And if this is important to you, then it's important to me as well. I'm more than happy to help you find your creator. Thistle will wander over at this point and chime in and say, Yeah, I I really do hope this isn't a one-way trip because I did kind of not leave my place on extremely good terms with my parents, so... Well, Thistle, you said that you're from the forest. Where about? I am. Um, I'm from Chehosrin. There is a little stream that runs by. Big, big oak tree. Um, kind of hard to miss. It's kind of central part of a little forest area. Spent my whole life there. All ten years. Um, did you have any friends? Kind of. Um, I mean, a lot of the patrons who would come and stay, the adventurers who'd come and stay at the tavern that my parents run were very friendly. Uh, they tell me lots of cool stories about nice adventures they'd go on. Um, that's actually how I heard about Old Man Harlow. It was an absolute shock to me when I realized he was actually real and not just a story. But I've never had friends like you guys before. Never left home before. And it's like pretty apparent. Friend is just asking the same question that <laughs> Lucian asked friend. <laughs> just thinking that that's how you have conversation. Like, oh, so, uh, what about your creator? <laughs> um, so, you and I are similar in that you're a rock that can talk and move around and I'm a squirrel that can talk. But we were made in very different ways. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm going to leave it at that. (laughs) (laughs) Did somebody say birds and the bees? Hildegard (laughs) will leave at that point. Does not want to experience any of the conversation that comes after that. (laughs) Old man Harlow, is is Harlow close to us? Sure. Yeah, I'm just in. I'm I'm just hanging out. Harlow doesn't know where he is. He's he's everywhere and nowhere. (laughs) Yeah, you you look around and he's just like in the corner sitting there minding his own business, like with a finger in his ear. (laughs) (laughs) Thistle, you said old man Harlow, uh, he seemed special. What about him? Oh, he's gone on so many wild adventures, at least from what I've heard anyway. Has he told you about any of the adventures? Well... He hasn't really told me too much. He kind of prefers to talk about pastries now. I mean, it's a marvelous topic. I've been trying to get some stories out of him, but it's a little bit difficult. We haven't been traveling together for too, too long. You see Lucian's interest is piqued. This, are you saying that you would like to know more about Old Man Harlow and you feel as if he's some type of, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but a puzzle that needs to be solved and you need my assistance with this? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I would love to learn more about Old Man Harlow. Your wish is my command, and he stands up and excuses himself. <laughs> wow, Lucian is just right all the time. It's crazy. He's incredible. That guy knows a lot. Oh, hello. What can I do for you? Oh, um, nothing, nothing for me. I was hoping to do something for you, in fact. Um, is it 
I really want, just want to call you Harlow. Do you prefer Old Man Harlow? You can call me Harlow. I don't know why everyone calls me Old Man to my face. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought it was about time someone asked you that question. Uh, listen, listen here, Har Har. Our friends think over that you have a very remarkably interesting <laughs> background. Uh, my interest? I'm piqued. I'm curious. Tell me something about yourself. You must have a long history. Um, excuse me. Let me rephrase that. An illustrious history. Tell me of your escapades. Well, I mean, I, I suppose I am sort of a legendary figure, if you think about it. Uh, I've done quite a lot with my life. Um, you see Lucian slowly bringing like, his songbook slash storybook out and is getting ready to like transcribe whatever great revelations you are going to reveal. <laughs> yes, go on. Well, uh, part of the reason why I'm so famous around the area where Thistle lives there is just that these horrible ruffians, they were causing a lot of trouble in the area. They started messing with me for some reason, so I just put them out of business. And out of uh, business? Ruffians? Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, you know, I beat their ass. <laughs> yes. Ass. Understood. Continue. And, uh, you know, then they stopped messing with people, so I kind of taught them some respect. And then next thing you know, I'm going into town, and people are like, oh, that's old man Harlow, the guy who beat up those ruffians. Oh, so word traveled fast. It must have been quite the fantastic ass beating then. Well, I did brag about it quite a bit at the bar that night. <laughs> well, uh, yes. We've all been there, right? Many times. So, if, if I'm to understand... He like he like holds out the like the essentially the the lines the verses and like the story version of this that he's been taking down. Um, was it more or less just the same on 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 repeat? So if I were to add more to this, should I just include more ass beatings, or were there any other variety or, or diversity of of the journeys that you took? Well, I've been all over the place for one thing or another. Uh, I've rarely stayed long. I was a businessman. I had things to attend to. Business, man. What, what line of work were you in? The the same on repeat. The same, beating <clears throat> ass. <laughs> you see, you would actually hear more so like the triple <laughs> underlining of of ass beating is my business. <laughs> but I put that all behind me. That's where I keep mine as well. <laughs> nice. I don't do too much of that no more. I uh, let myself get old. Curse of time. It comes for all of us. He nods. Like Lucian is like starting to get the impression that if he starts to ask more and more in-depth questions, that he's he's not going to get more than just well, I went here and fought this person, and then they didn't bother me no more. Um, so, I think you well, got the gist of it. I I think this is going to make for a marvelous first draft, and I'm looking forward uh, to future conversations. Har har. Um, if you excuse me, I have to report back. What? Excuse me? Um, no, nothing. Oh, what was that? And he, like, starts walking away. Har <laughs> <laughs> har. Har har. Oh, That's man. He's a, he's a good laugh. So, did he tell you anything? What'd you learn? At this point, would we have uh, had a chance to rest? I am still, uh, friend is still bloodied and has a death point. Have we had that overnight sleep? Absolutely, yeah. This is, okay. uh, sorry about that. This is the next no, morning after the combat. And so you guys have had basically an entire, like, 10 to 15 hours since the last, uh, since you finished that combat. 
uh, where you've had plenty of chance to rest. What are the sleeping arrangements on the ship? There are actually bunks on the bottom uh, under the deck. So uh, there is a place where everyone can sleep. There are sleeping arrangements. Uh, It is split up between there are four different small cabins with bunks that are set up. Uh, Ambassador Elmwish obviously has his own, and then it is split up with uh, two per each other one for you guys to divvy up however it is that you would like to. I guess that's a good question. How would you divvy that up? I call Top Bunk. (laughs) I call not under Old Man Harlow. (laughs) (laughs) A wise decision. Too too much broccoli. broccoli. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to drag a couple hammocks over and have a slumber party? (laughs) No. No. No, I'm not talking to you. Thistle, thistle. (laughs) Oh, I didn't hear that. I'm so sorry I didn't hear that. Um, I actually, I was, I was considering sleeping up in the crow's nest. I'm a little bit more comfortable being higher up off the ground. Um, oh. but you know, first time for everything. I've never had a sleepover before. Okay, well, uh, maybe we can figure out a way for me to uh, arrange my hammock, like hang it from the sail or something. I don't know if that's stable. That sounds extremely dangerous. <laughs> that sounds so dangerous. Let's do it. <laughs> I, if it's if it's dangerous, I'd I'd rather not. We can we can talk in the morning. If you uh, have a good time in the crow's nest, I'll stay down here with friend. Okay. Yeah. Good, good a, night's <laughs> sleep. <laughs> at a at a certain point before we would have went to bed um, for this day, Lucian's going to go and find Kyrus, and uh, he would just slip you a slip of paper that he had ripped out of his his songbook, and just kind of like stand next to you, shoulder to shoulder, like. Almost like it's a clandestine-esque meeting. Um, you should read that. I'm, I'm nervous. Why can't you just say what's on the piece of paper? I don't... I don't, I don't want others to hear us. She will open up the piece of paper and read it. What does it say? It, it simply says, I'm just now realizing that someone might think that we kidnap some of these people. <laughs> <laughs> I just, and he like leans over. One of them told me they ran away from home, and now I have them on a ship. (laughs) I mean, we're bringing them into potential battle anyways. Um, Have you never kidnapped anybody before? What? Uh, He looks looks shocked at first, and then he looks offended, and then he doesn't know how to respond. (laughs) I, I, I mean, well, I, not... It was different. A different time and place. Time and place. They're very different. Very different. Um, have so you, you? Wait, you have? Uh, well, and I didn't say that. You said that. You said different time and place, suggesting that you definitely did at a different time and place. <laughs> the, I mean, interpret everyone's interpretations of words are different. Why are you kidnapping people? Why are you asking so many questions <laughs> about my about who I am and how I spend in my free time? Haven't you been doing that to everybody else for the last <laughs> look around couple hours, days since we met? Two two fingers go to his left temple as he like taps onto it as if to somehow like recall what you're referring to. No, I don't recall that. Oh, can I see your book? Oh, gladly. Here you go. And he like just passes it over to you. Just gonna flip over. You just have ass beating 
written like eight times. <laughs> and yes, and this one's underlined several times. It seems to be quite key. And he like gestures behind you over towards old man Harlow. Very key to that one's identity, ass beating is. But you're you're not asking people questions. <laughs> Close the book oh! back up. <laughs> Hand it back. Oh. Mm. Oh, I, I see the miscommunication. Y- you see questioning. I see research. It's from my stories, from my tales, from my ballads. Someone's going to need to tell of what we do and what we accomplish here, and that is <laughs> to fall to my shoulders, and I will respect this and do it justice. With that said, is there anything you'd like me to add to your lines? No. Hand <laughs> the book back. Uh, so... We potentially kidnapped people, but they're adults, right? Two, two can't read. How are you going with that? I mean, it's really straight vibes. Let's just make sure they don't know that we kidnapped them. Okay, it sounds like a simple enough plan to me. I won't say anything about it if you don't say anything about it. I didn't even think it until you wrote it on a piece of paper and handed it to me. <laughs> She's going to uh, crumple it up and throw it overboard. I'll do my best to continue to stay one step ahead then. Sure, that's exactly what this is. Have you ventured out of Posh before? Out of Posh? Um, I mean, some say that books open doors to other worlds, and I've read quite a fair number of books. So no. No, I haven't. Did I kidnap you? <laughs> She's kind of like, really confused. <laughs> yeah... All right. At, li- at least old man Harlow's here, and I'm sure he's been everywhere. If anyone asks, old man Harlow kidnapped all of us. Ooh. <laughs> That's it. That's 100% it. If anybody asks, it was old man Harlow. I'm glad we worked through that. I mean, he did come with Thistle. She's the one that ran away, right? Yes, this is all coming together. Beautifully, in fact. Good. Good. Glad we got this worked out. You get to sleep with old man Harlow tonight. I'm not sleeping in that room. <sighs> Very well. Or, like, I guess we could share if you want to, like, go in the corner, but, yeah, I'm not I'm not going in there. I, I would gladly do this. I want to get closer to the old man. I feel like he has, I don't know, so much more life, so many more stories. So you can plant the evidence. Right, again, again, <laughs> you use such harsh words, but I will do what I must. Deal. God, we worked this out. And he kind of like almost goes to like boop you on your nose. <laughs> you are fun. I like you. Thanks. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna walk away now. Okay. All right. Goodbye. Just gonna like slowly walk off, just to get anywhere but there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, like you're on a boat. Where else? You, where else are you gonna <laughs> go? Just the other side of the boat. <laughs> Just as far away as I can. Very aggressively as far as possible. I have a question. At the bow of the ship, there is a crossbow? Question mark? Ballista. Is that what that is? Yep, I like a ballista, yeah. Cool. Um, Thistle would like to check it out and just see if they can maybe figure out maybe how it was made, how it works. Is there only experiences with the short bow that they made. Absolutely. Go ahead and give me go ahead and give me an awareness check on it. Okay, so under awareness I do have intuiting. Could I use that? 
Uh, intuiting is not quite going to work here. That's more okay. of like if you're trying to determine if someone's lying or hiding something. Gotcha. Okay. That is a total of 12. 12. Um, you, you look at this and you see that there is... This thing is not made like a short bow is. Um, this this ballista basically is meant to do some damage to ships and structures. So the way that it's set up, the, the cording is much thicker, and the way that it is aligned is meant to be... This is loaded by typically two people and is aimed and fired using a... Uh, kind of a trigger mechanism, not so much of pulling back and, and releasing. Uh, you do have some of the basic general structures there, like you would a bow, and you are able to determine that uh, you feel like this was pretty well made uh, based on your knowledge of, you know, ranged weaponry of any kind of bows, but otherwise you're not able to glean really anything different um, that might either help you to improve yours or even be able to make something similar to it necessarily. The the construction of it kind of eludes you at this point. Okay. I will be tucking all that back for future use. Nice. Filling up the cheek of knowledge just <laughs> as them squirrels do. <laughs> Squirrelisms. <laughs> that took me a little bit longer than I would have liked it to. <laughs> An acorn of wisdom. <laughs> An acorn of wisdom. <laughs> What the? What is uh, Sir Mister Elmwish doing? Good question. He's basically just driving the boat and just kind of observing all of you. He doesn't seem like he is trying to avoid conversation or anything, but he's not butting in. He definitely seems like he's observing and maybe even taking some mental notes of the party. Okay. Every time you say driving the boat, I really want to let me drive the boat. Uh, like <laughs> find a way. <laughs> that friend be like, let me draw a boat. Um, okay, I just wanted to know kind of what the what the feeling was there with Mr. Elmwish. By chance, would that conversation between uh, Kyrus and Lucian have been heard by Mr. Elmwish? Was that one of those things that he was listening to? Um, I did actually make a little roll behind the screen and okay. uh, to determine whether or not he heard any of that. Okay. For the rest of this trip, Kyrus is definitely backseat driving. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I can't put a finger on that Elmwish guy. He's so aloof. <laughs> keep forgetting he's there. He is definitely very quiet. He doesn't seem to talk very much. Uh, Kyrus, while you're while you're backseat driving, uh, go ahead and give me an awareness check on Mr. Elmwish. You're supposed to be going more left here. It's definitely not the right direction. Oh, sure. Absolutely. It concerns me that you Ooh. just agree. That's a 15. Uh, you do notice that he... So you actually see that he is holding the wheel, but he's made this trip so many times back and forth. It's it's second nature. He's not even really focusing on what he's doing because it's all just muscle memory at this point. Being a representative of Chehosrin, he travels back and forth on a regular basis uh, in order to attend meetings, uh, to facilitate trade, things of that nature. One thing that you notice that you did not notice before is that on his robes, over his uh, on his chest, over his heart, 
you see a symbol there that you didn't see before. Uh, and it is a serpent with wings. Very good sign. <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> Do I know what that is? You give me an intelligence check. Nathan seems to... Maybe not Hildegard, but Nathan seems to know what that is. <laughs> I'm guessing this has nothing to do with law. Uh, it does not, no. That's me. Uh, with an eight, you are not sure if you've ever seen anything like this before. It is intriguing for sure, but not anything that you would recognize. Okay. Just gonna stand like right over his shoulder. <laughs> What's that? She's just gonna point to it. Looks down. It's just the symbol of our country. What what country? Chosen. Well, Yiddish in particular. It's for uh, just the symbol of our city-state. Why is it a snake? Why does it have wings? What does that represent? Do you not know the kaijin? No. I don't think so. It's just, just something that, you know, part of our culture. We like to continue practicing maybe some of the old ways. Nothing necessarily to worry about. It's not, you know indicative of anything in particular besides just some of our old culture. I mean, I wasn't worried until you said I shouldn't worry, and now I'm slightly... <laughs> you gave me absolutely zero context with that answer. Give me a... Give me an awareness check. Why do I keep closing my... <laughs> I keep opening it and immediately closing it. That's a 14. 14. He definitely appears to be... Not necessarily hiding anything, but kind of being vague. And you have a feeling, at least, with some of your barrister background, that this is not necessarily him trying to hide something. It's more of kind of a political thing mm -hmm. that he's just kind of just kind of being vague not to get into things. Um, typically, those topics that you kind of want to avoid with emissaries of either politics or religion, you kind of have that feeling. Listen, I'm just going to keep asking or I'll send this shit up here, so you might as well just give me a little bit more context. Otherwise, I mean, you've you've heard him. He'll just come up here and he'll just keep going and going and using <laughs> really big words. The symbol is a representation of the Quetzalcoatl, the kaijin that defended our people during the old times. And what old ways do you keep? I, f I feel like I have to keep pulling. So much pulling. Do you need to focus? I can drive the ship for a bit and you can <laughs> really focus on the story. I still feel like we need to go a little bit more to the left. So I am assuming that you are not too informed on Jehosran culture. Is that fair to say? If I was, would I be asking these questions? Well, there you are. So the Jehosranese believe that the Kaijin will return to this world. The Kaijin we revere, such as the Quetzalcoatl, will protect us from those that mean to cause harm. So if you believe that, why do you need Posh to help you right now? Well, the Kaijin have not returned yet, have they? Maybe they would if you didn't get help elsewhere. It is good to have faith. It is better to have a plan. Your homeland. I mean, honestly, I would prefer to have an army than believe in a creature coming back, but... And why do you think that I came to Posh? Because we have our faiths. Our faith does not 
change reality. Reality is that we need assistance right now. The Kaijin are not here. And besides, the Kaijin protect us from other Kaijin, not from other humans. So if all the Kaijin are gone, why would a Kaijin come back to protect you from other Kaijin that are gone? I don't get the logic behind this belief. That's fine. Belief is just that. It is faith. I am not a... I, I'm not a clergy. I'm not a, a, a missionary. I'm not attempting to spread. I, that is simply my belief. So you're just a politician. I'm a representative of Jehoshaphat. Absolutely. That's boring. Some would say so. Hmm. But it is my life. Why is it your job to ship us across this? How long until we get there? I feel like we've been well, on the ship forever. Uh, if we don't take any more lefts, as you keep saying, then we should be there in approximately six more days. You haven't been taking lefts. That's the problem. There's a reason why I'm not taking lefts. I keep lefts. saying take left and you keep going straight. And if, if if I take a left, that adds two days onto our journey. I, I make this trip feel twice, that's wrong. A, twice a cycle. You, I, I, I completely understand how you feel and how you feel is valid. <laughs> I am telling you as someone who makes this trip multiple times a cycle. <laughs> That it is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll never know, because you won't take the left. You are absolutely correct. We shall never know, shall we? You have to sleep sometime. Absolutely. And then I shall so take the left. <laughs> is that a threat? I think Elm wish Moonlight is my counselor. <laughs> <laughs> By the time I shall sleep, there will be no lefts to take. In fact, all, all that shall be taken are rights because that is where we shall be, on the river, with only rights. He points at a map behind him, and you see that the way that the <laughs> river goes, it curves to the right, and the stretch that he points to, there's no branches off of the river. He's like, this is where we sleep. And he points to that section of the river. So you're just going to have us all sleep and nobody's going to be driving? There are features on the boat that I can take two-hour naps or so, come back, adjust course if needed, take another two-hour nap. The route is pretty straightforward, and Chehosrin boat makers are very skilled in their trade. Two-hour naps, you say? Okay. <laughs> no lefts. Got it. He just goes back to steering the boat. She's gonna camp out his room and wait for that two-hour nap. <laughs> <laughs> At some point, when Hildegard isn't um, reading or attempting to she would probably just be spending time with friend talking about nothing in particular and would realize that if she concentrates really hard she can see through petrie's eyes nope don't like that <laughs> <laughs> and she would just comment uh friend i I'm, I'm feeling that i'm uh i'm more connected with your uh with petrie with your bird than uh than I was previously. Like we we share some kind of uh, of sense sensory input. I wonder. Um, I mean, I've got the claw things when I want them, and now this. I wonder what other uh, powers I may have, and if it's uh, that cave that I try not to think about, or if it's my friendship with you, the circle of stones that I walked through to find you. I I, I don't know what what to make of it, but strange powers. I like them. I think. Yeah. Um. I don't know much about the cave, but Petrie's very generous. Uh, sometimes she also lends me her sight. She comes in handy as well to, to be able to scope things out. Uh, she's the one who tipped me off to the 
people that were attacking our boat? The enemies, yeah. The not friends. The not friends. Um, I don't want to make any more of those, but it seemed like <laughs> when they showed up, I mean, you became, you were different. Yeah. Yeah, something came over me. Yeah, you were, you were climbing on the side of the boat or you jumped <laughs> off? Yeah, I jumped off. I didn't hit the water, though. I uh, grabbed onto the side of the boat with me, with me claws. Do you like water or? You know, I don't mind it. it I think you know, it was it was really nice taking that bath a few days ago. Kind of want one again. It was really refreshing. Uh, the water, you know, the river looks cold. It'd be refreshing in a different way, but I think I don't. I wouldn't get clean from it. Yeah. Um. <laughs> If I was to throw you in the air, do you think you'd land on your feet? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I, you know, I, uh, I don't know, but we can certainly try. I, I don't know uh, what other powers may uh, manifest themselves. I'm uh-huh. learning as much as I can. You know, I'm, I'm trying to learn how to read, but I'm also trying to learn how to understand what I'm uh, capable of and, you know, eventually why I'm capable of it, but I don't know when or if I might get those answers. Would... So you know how, I don't know the physics of a boat, but you know if, like, you're on a train on the inside and you jump up, you don't move. You just jump up and you land straight down. The train doesn't take off and kill you. Is that how a boat works as well? If we were to jump on the top of the boat, the boat wouldn't just keep leaving? Well, yeah, I mean, we've got forward inertia. What what would change is the, um, the elevation of the boat. Like, if you throw me while we're at a crest... Um, then I'm going to fall further than I would if you like if you throw me directly up while I'm at a trough of a boat then I'm only gonna fall a very short distance okay and that was totally friend asking not Tanner (laughs) 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 could we do like a um, how tall is Hildegard how tall is Hildegard roll it (laughs) five nine five nine okay um, She's tall. Could we do like a like down on my knee and then like another arm up for like a platform to kind of give like maybe three steps for Hildegard to just mess around with leaping and jumping or quite possibly just sitting on the perch? Can I put something on the very top of my hand and see if Hildegard wants to go up there and knock it off or not? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm willing to try different <laughs> things. I'm willing to see if I... Uh, I don't think I can fly. That'd be pretty cool, though. Curious is just going to stand up on <laughs> the, and just look baffled at this whole display. <laughs> Hildegard is trying very hard to ignore that Curious is watching. <laughs> Elmwish is also, like, laser-focused <laughs> on this interaction right now because he is also genuinely curious what Hildegard can do. I feel like this is like at the end of Kira's Elmish's conversation. And they're both just standing there like, huh. <laughs> I feel I feel like Kiris is probably like, you could leave and I could drive this boat. <laughs> maybe, maybe you should check on them. That looks dangerous. Take your responsibility, you know. Yeah. You, you, oh, God. If I had started to like notice all of these eyes in kind of having seen Hildegard shy away from a lot of things, friend will just... You know what? Let's just... We can try this another time. Uh, all right. In the meantime, maybe I will uh, go for a swim. As long as... Well, actually, I don't want to get left behind if the boat's going really fast. That 
probably <laughs> going faster than I'm able to to keep up. Maybe once we reach, uh, uh, where are we going again? I know it's Jehozran, but there's there's a a, ci- a city we're going to. Well, we'll um, find out when we get there. Yeah, I just remember Chi. So wherever that is, that's where we're headed. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle's over here, like, closing his mouth of, like, no, don't say anything. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, interactions like that kind of pepper the few days of our uh, sailing. Sometimes Hildegard will just be staring off into the distance, and then you realize that she's actually, like, seeing through Petrie's eyes while Petrie is flying about. There is a very strong attempt from Lucian to continue to teach you to, to, to read. It's very very interested in helping um kind of leaves some of the like tomfoolery and bravado to the wayside whenever going through some of those lessons whenever there's time it seems very important to him yeah she'd be really interested there'd probably be one or two episodes where she gets like fed up it's just too hot it hits my head i can't can't make heads or tails of it but she would be able to be coaxed back and she'd stick with it over the course of days harlow doing anything significant over the next couple of uh over the next couple days the next week or so i think he would just be watching everybody really closely i I think he would just try and stay out of the way and just observe right and then what about thistle i think after after exploring the ballista thistle will remember that kiris also has a lot of weapons and if they can see that well i would say if she's not distracted but she's very intently watching Elm's wish. <laughs> Thistle is very one-track-minded right now, and we'll walk up to Kitty's and say, Hey, so, um, hi. Uh, I'm down here, sorry. Hi. Um, hi. I remember from before, you have a lot of weapons. Yeah. Um, I was wondering maybe if I could look at them? Which one? Maybe all of them? Maybe all not at once, um, but at some point? Just gonna be like... Okay, and just start taking them all out. Here, here, here. Just like, just start stacking them. Just do it. Do can it I? All can once. I? Can I hold them? Is that okay? Yeah, just bring them back. Look at them here. Don't lose them. Don't give them to Hildegard. Okay, I'm. I'm just gonna keep them right here. I'm just gonna look at them real quick. You're not gonna um, stab anybody, right? You killed. No, 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 no. Of course not. Uh, not right now. Not out of combat. Um. I'm just really curious. I'm learning so much, and I'm so interested in weapons, and the only ones that I have experience with are my own, and I mean, I really, really, really want to open a weapons shop someday, so I feel like I should learn more about other weapons, not just the ones that I use. And they're just gonna get set on just, like, categorizing them by shape and weight, and maybe taking some little sketches and trying to see if they can figure out what they're made of. Okay, just don't get a little bit back on the just murder everything you see and obsession with things that murder people. But yeah, just go play or whatever you want to do with these, I guess. Thank you very much. I will be very careful with them, I promise. You can look at mine if you like. I did make my own bow. Sure. <laughs> just like put her hands out. Thistle is very excited at this interaction and what they see <laughs> as like a special bonding connection and so they will very carefully hand over their bow and oh and I fletch my own arrows too I have these feathers that I got from home what kind of 
bird are they from? You know, I'm actually not sure. I think they're mostly some kind of pheasant. I just kind of pick them up off the ground as I find them. Very nice. And this Thank is you. made out of what kind of wood? You can tell she's trying <laughs> to be interested here. Um, well, it's mostly oak in the forest that I grew up in. So. Mm. Didn't you say you lived in an oak tree? Is this from your home? From my home forest, I would never dare to cut down any parts of my home tree. My parents would be livid. Wouldn't it just grow back? You might think that, but it would take a very, very long time, and it wouldn't grow back exactly the way it was before. I feel like that's what would make it special. And she just, like, hands back the bow. It's wonderful, very nice. I did not make my own weapons. If you could figure out how they were made, you could make some. I would love to make weapons for you someday. Sure. I will test out anything you make. This will start tearing up a little bit. Okay. <laughs> what is that face? Oh, nothing. Nothing at all. I'm fine. <laughs> okay. Thistle's gonna run away. She's <laughs> <laughs> just gonna look over at Elmwish and just be like... Right. As you look over to Elmwish, you see that he's actually up in the crow's nest. Uh, he stepped away from the wheel to look out and, you know, make sure that the path ahead is clear and is currently not at the wheel. Oh, she's going to go straight to the wheel. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, As you do go, you do see that the wheel is autocorrecting by itself. Yeah, she's going to stop that. (laughs) (laughs) She's not going to take any hard turns. She's just going to be like, no, 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 this is that. We're out of control. You you (laughs) can feel that the wheel is trying to correct itself. Um, You can give me an intelligent check if you want. (laughs) Does Kiris know where the cruise control is? <laughs> 19. 19. Jesus. Okay. I activate know where the cruise control is. <laughs> you can actually tell. This is not something necessarily that you quite know how to do, but you can tell that Elmwish has cast assembly on this wheel mm-hmm. uh, and is piloting it from the crow's nest. Whoa. She's just going to stand there and wait until Elmwish looks back and then flip him off. <laughs> uh, he He's kind of looking through his spyglass, scanning around the horizon, turns back and looks and just sees you flip him off and he just smiles and just waves that very like politician-like side hand wave before turning back around and looking at the horizon Thistle didn't again. just take all my weapons. I would have shoved a javelin in here to make him not be able to do that. <laughs> Oh, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't take any of them. I oh. got overwhelmed and just left. <laughs> I'm gonna shove a javelin in there just to fuck, <laughs> fuck with it, so I can't adjust and walk away. It's, uh, it does have some pretty large spokes, but he turns around, just looks and like shakes his head a little bit and starts making his way down. Uh, walks over to it and it's it's making very slight corrections, but obviously nothing big. Uh, just goes, pulls it out pulls out the javelin, drops it on the deck and then just puts his hands back on the wheel and just has this like very this very like smirk on his face of just pure pleasure he is very pleased with himself right now what's the point, you're supposed to drive the boat you're not supposed to let magic drive the boat you're supposed to drive, (laughs) he's just walking up (laughs) just ruining the whole point of a boat (laughs) Uh, 
but yeah um so real quick as you guys uh elmish does inform everyone that uh you are getting much closer that you should all be in yirisk within the next probably couple of hours it's the the morning of the 10th day that you have gotten on the boat he says with strong winds and calm seas we have made the trip in record time so there's only been once other that i've heard of a faster trip and that was with a little bit of assistance but we should be arriving in the next few hours uh just in time for dinner at which point queen ultano will probably want to have a conversation with you in order to discuss uh, what it is that she needs moving forward from here so uh, at this point you can head down below deck go gather up all of your stuff and then you can meet me back up here and as i said we should be arriving shortly and so anything else that anyone wants to do before you arrive in yirisk uh, kind of a last action type thing as they're walking to grab their shit, Kyrus is just going to go over to Lucian and be like, motherfuckers using magic to drive the boat. I don't understand why he <laughs> can't just drive the boat. We just got to use magic to drive the boat. If you make it to a place in life where you have access to a boat and you choose not to drive it yourself, it seems like a travesty, personally. Right? I thought quite highly of this individual before you shared this with me. Yeah, ask him about a snake with wings. Dick. Snake with wings? He has a, he has a, he has a pet? What is it? Uh, quex, quex, I don't know. Like, you see, he, like, looks back over to where he is. Like, you just shared, like, <laughs> the worst possible news of this individual. <laughs> Not driving their own boat. Ridiculous. I'm so mad. At the mention of uh, gathering your things and getting ready, anyone who is, like, below decks while Hildegard is doing so would notice that she takes very great care to, like, fold her two extra sets of socks and um, put her shoes on. She'd been going barefoot on the boat just so that she can climb more easily, but um, put her shoes on. Uh, she tries, like, four times to make sure her laces look good um, on her boots before tying up her, her packet. Perfection. That's so sad and adorable. <laughs> and anyone else have anything you want to do real quick? I don't think so. Oh man, Harlow's been in the same seat for seven days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He has not moved in a week. Someone should probably check on us. Uh. Can I, as um, as Hildegard is going down to gather her things, friend would follow, and when she's getting her boots on, noticing from the the pattering of just feet to now kind of the clunking of boots, I notice that your shoes make you a bit louder. Do you mind if I try to quiet them down for a bit? Uh, all right. And friend will reach down uh, towards Hildegard's feet, and Moss will start to, like, leave friend's chest and run down his arms and cover the bottom of her shoes, and I will cast Padfoot, which will essentially silence Hildegard's tread. Hildegard, for the next ten minutes, wouldn't leave footprints, and then would get an increase to any sneaking checks or anything of the sorts, but would just... At least for a bit, she would have moss-covered shoes that don't leave anything behind. That's so awesome. cool. Mossum. Mossum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pass it over, Roger. Pass over the crown, buddy. <laughs> oh, man. All right. At this point, you all arrive. 
at the port in Yidisk. And as you disembark, Elmwish kind of walks everyone off of the ship, says, uh, okay, so feel free to uh, follow me and I will take you over to the Capitol building. Once we arrive, like I said, Queen Ultana will probably want to have just a conversation real quick of just what it is that we are needing, uh, what they're wanting to do moving forward. And then at that point, we will start looking at probably getting some dinner. Uh, Everyone will probably want to get some sleep after the long ride, at which point we will start looking forward at moving on, taking the next steps, so to speak. And so he leads all of you through town as you walk through town i will have i will ask everyone for an awareness check awareness mm-hmm. eight i got seven 14 that nat 20 Ooh. yeah you should get a 22 and this will gets another 12 would perceiving or eavesdropping perceiving perceiving mm-hmm. for sure Okay. 16 then. Ooh, dirty 20. Can I pretend I didn't roll awareness and roll perceiving instead? Yeah, I mean, what's your modifier for perceiving? What do you get to Uh, add? Plus three. Okay, so that would put you at a 15. So we will say that Lucian and Fred, as you're walking through, Lucian, your time at the university and some of your backgrounds of, you know, thieving and kind of being a troubadour, yeah, uh, allegedly thieving. Um, (laughs) You have learned how to read people's responses when you walk into a room pretty well. Uh, You can usually tell what their attitude is towards you as you enter in order to be able to find potential potential clients as a troubadour. Thank you. Thank you for that. (laughs) And so... Uh, As you start walking through town, you are noticing that the residents do not appear to be very enthused as they see you all walking through town. They're not actively aggressive or anything like that, but are definitely giving kind of those side eye looks, kind of whispering to each other, things things of that nature. You can definitely tell that your group is not necessarily fully wanted here. Friend, you look around and are definitely noticing kind of the whispers of everything going on. But what you notice is Elmwish kind of looking at some of these individuals and doing that kind of holding his hand up and just like, hey, 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 it's it's okay, it's okay, type thing as you walk through town. Essentially, indicating that you're here for a reason. So that is what you two glean as you walk through this fairly large village right on the bank of the river. And so as you begin to travel through, you see this is a fairly large community. There is quite a bit of uh, farming areas, you see that it is, um, regardless of being how large it is, it's not the industrial type of large from Posh where you just were. It definitely seems like this area has its resources fully, 
but tends to be a little bit more of that kind of that low need kind of country living type aspect everything is there's no big metal buildings or anything like that it's primarily all wood uh there the people seem to be gathering in uh you know groups whether it be inside small little clusters of homes everyone just kind of standing together talking outside uh even in the like larger buildings that you can tell are shops of some sort whether it be you know butchers or uh clothing makers tailors things of that nature even these, there are just people standing outside talking. This appears to be a very close-knit community inside this village. And Elmwish, you know, leads you through, walking you through this this area. You all, you know, kind of look around, are noticing all of these things as you progress through. And he begins to lead you towards a very large, uh, much larger than the rest of the village but a pretty decent sized building again mostly all wooden with some kind of rock reinforcements of the pillars you can definitely tell that this here is the capital though uh, this is the capital building what's this an overpass <laughs> uh, right in front is uh, a bridge going over what does appear to be a fairly large garden you see multiple individuals down inside this garden either picking or planting vegetables and appears to be a community garden. Uh, it seems like everyone is kind of pitching in for this. Not a Rancor pit. I was worried. Are there any little wildflowers nearby? Uh, I will say as you walk through, you do see a couple bunches of wildflowers growing inside small little clusters uh, along the side of the road, by the trees, things of that nature. Um, as we're traveling through, Thistle's just going to be picking some on their way and starting to like tie them into the end of their tail. Right. So Elmwish leads you over to the Capitol building, at which point you walk in and you see an older human woman standing in the entryway uh, right past the stairs. Uh, you see that she is wearing very ornately decorated clothing. There are not jewels or anything along those lines, but the threading themselves are very ornately decorated with different pigments and inks. There is embroidery of different, like, vines and flowers and such going down the sleeves. And again, ordained on the breast of the dress is a winged serpent. And as you walk in, she will address... Ah, so are these the champions from Posh? Very pleased to make your acquaintance. I appreciate your assistance most greatly. You have no idea. And what are your names? So quite quickly that um, Lucian is doing his best to essentially blend in as much as possible, um, fit the appropriate vibes, energy, aesthetic, and respond accordingly so there's no question that he is in the right place. Um, steps forward, a curt little bow. Um, the name is Lucian Delwary, and all of my services are yours. Thank you, Master Delwary. Hildegard will step forward. Uh, my name is Hildegard, and, uh, what was it? All of my services are yours. And then she'll try <laughs> to imitate, um, Lucian's bow. <laughs> Thank you very much, Hildegard. Kirsten's just waiting for a friend to also repeat. 
before she steps in because she's just like, all right, your turn. Um, yeah, I'm friend, and I am also at your service. Thank you, friend, aptly named. Thistle will step forward. Uh, Thistle Featherfoot. Um, I'm from Chahosran originally, um, actually, and I, my services are yours as well. Ah, Chahosranies. A pleasure to meet you. He kind of glances at old man Harlow. Hi there, uh, I'm Harlow. We're here for dinner. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yes, we are starving. Yes, Master Harlow, we do have dinner being served shortly. Excellent. What are we having? (laughs) I do not know. That is not my purview. The the chefs will bring out the food uh, shortly, I would assume. Uh, I can assure you that it will be delicious, though, as it always is. Kind of looks over at Kyrus, and you see that she kind of, like, narrows her eyes a little bit, but smiles. Mm. Definitely seems a little a little thrown off by your appearance. Kyrus is putting on her most professional, like, she's standing full at attention. She has a lot of sa- the savoir-faire skill, like, whether or not she seems like it. Um, so she's she's presenting herself like she would be right in front of her emperor same thing just like full at attention night and she bows her head and she says ma'am kirismara please just let us know what you need i apologize for harlow he's hungry there is no need to apologize kiris uh and thank you for the introduction right i did nothing wrong <laughs> <laughs> queen ultano kind of stands there as you have probably guessed, I am Queen Araleth Ultano. I am the monarch for Yedisk currently. I am in your debt with your assistance to come and help individuals that you have no relation to, no ties to, and no loyalty to. And that means the world to me. You can tell that this individual is very soft-spoken, does not appear to have a need to raise her voice, at all. Definitely seems to be very, very kind. As you look a little closer, you see that she has strapped to her a bow and a quiver of arrows towards the back. She sits here and goes, well, as I'm aware that you are hungry, how about we have dinner first and we talk shop over a nice hot meal? I can't imagine you've had many hot meals over the last week or two journey here. So come with me. We will adjourn to the dining hall and we will discuss the next plans there. And she turns and with amazing grace kind of almost floats down the stairs and leads you into a side hall. As everyone kind of has a seat around the table, Queen Altano, uh, they do bring out uh, some, what appears to be kind of like salted pork almost. Um... Uh, kind of a salted pork type meal with some what I will say Thistle would probably be the one who would be able to tell the freshest vegetables ever like it looks like they literally just picked them cleaned them cut them and put them on the table 10 minutes ago Um, these are extremely fresh Uh, and then you see some other individuals come in and pour some wine in glasses for everyone before leaving the dining hall 
and you hear the door close and latch. This is awesome. I need to spend more time with you. The collective you. I haven't eaten this good in in so long. Please eat up, Hildegard. You are more than welcome to have your share. How is this prepared? How is the food prepared? I would say that, you know, you... Not soupy? No, not soupy. This is this is full meal. Um, it definitely seems like all the stops were taken out, uh, not yeah. only because this is the queen's meal, but also the dignitaries from another nation who have come here to help them. They kind of put out all the stops. Okay. Friend is going to try to sneakily, like, steal the food and put it aside. Because, again, friend doesn't have to eat <laughs> but knows that Hildegard has gone without meals and wants to make sure that doesn't happen again. So with the seven-day-old sandwich that hasn't been killed <laughs> yet, friend is also trying to, like, sneakily just piece by piece put some of this food away. I'm going to say... <laughs> Give me a, oof, give me, do you, I'm just going to ask this outright. Uh, Do you have sleight of hand? I do not. Okay. Um, that's. I, but I, I will raise you a, um, I will raise you, I have sheltering and I'm just building a small shelter for this food. (laughs) Out of meat. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm just building. A, I am building a small shelter um, to place this food, and it's like it's like making a city. If I could argue that sheltering <laughs> would work for this sleight of hand check, if not, I understand. Don't play with your food. <laughs> Is that you? So that's so that's <laughs> not quite. It might be. That is not quite sheltering. Um, I will okay. say that you can give me, uh, just give me a, an intelligence check. For now, okay. and you said it was lamb, uh, salt pork. It's like a pork, pork. yeah, salted oh, pork. pork. Okay, yeah. Please botch this. Ooh, oh no, fifteen. <laughs> How's that do? Okay, so <laughs> she is going to make a roll, and I do have stats for this. Um, so she has a plus five to this roll. Yes, <laughs> seven. What? Yes. So Queen Altano is kind of looking around the table and as she is distracted speaking to Hildegard saying take your fill absolutely does not see friend grab this like this meat and these vegetables and like stick them between his rocks um, (laughs) to store them and uh, kind of turns and looks around oh um, friend you were hungry what do you eat um yeah, the last time I was going to eat, though, it was this. And he'll pull out the sandwich. And I think it went bad. So um, I, I was very hungry. Thank you so much. Yes, you can throw that away over there. Gestures to a uh, a bin kind of off towards the corner where it seems like all of the scraps get put. We can use it as compost. Um, so go ahead and just place it over there. We do not waste in Yiddisk. Kyrus has a look of absolute horror on her face. <laughs> <laughs> and friend is going to run over to the bin and uh, between the legs windmill slam dunk it into... No, I'm just kidding. He's not going friend, to... Friend will throw it away. <laughs> uh, so uh, at, at this point Queen Altano will kind of look around. So does anyone have any questions for me? I can imagine you might be curious. 
as to what it is that we need assistance with. If it's not out of place for me to speak up and ask this, I, again, Your Grace, I have full certainty that you will explain what it is you need us to accomplish and what it is you want us to do, but as we made our way here to this, again, beautiful, beautiful, lavish domicile, I could not help but notice that many of your citizens, the denizens of this of this town, did not seem eager to welcome us. I'm curious if you could share some information as to why that might be. Master Dilwari, how much of Chehoserin culture are you aware of? I must admit that my knowledge, my understanding, my experience comes from my studies. This will be the first experience that I have here on this fertile soil. Education is very important. In fact, I myself studied at Lagradan for a short period of time before returning back home to take my place as the monarch. Chahosranese tend to... We are very protective of each other. We are a group that will care for and provide for one another with no question. In fact, shelter and food that we have here is communal. It's not owned. It's not property. We we share. It's, it's all community-based. I know you saw the garden right outside of the hall, correct? Yes, it was marvelous, in fact. Every Chehosranese here in Yerisk have provided or contributed to that garden in sh- some way, shape, or form. Whether it be planting, harvesting, or caring, we have all contributed. Part of the reason for this is because due to past experiences with individuals from foreign countries have not been fully ideal towards this way of life. We focus on the betterment of the whole. When one of us succeeds, all of us succeed. Not all other countries share that belief. So they do typically, a lot of the time it does tend to be individualized, so to speak. Because of that, some of our citizens tend to be wary of foreigners coming into our land. They are worried they will not respect our culture, as has happened in the past. It's not every individual. Being a diplomat of sorts that has traveled to multiple different areas, I can tell you that I know for a fact that that is not everyone. Many of our people have not left Yerisk or Chehosrin in general, so they only know what they have seen or heard of. Sometimes the stories that are told are not the best. They do not shed the brightest of light. So, some of our citizens are a little wary of foreigners. They will not be harmful to you. They will not be hateful to you. They are just wary. They are scared, as I'm sure you might understand. I completely understand that. I thank you for that explanation. It's illuminating and helps me, like looks around, most likely all of us understand what it is we are to face. If you do run into any potential concerns of that nature, simply let me know. Thank you. After you say that, Lucian, Harlow is just, like, staring at you. He's, like, dropped his fork. Just clattered onto your plate. Yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry. I lost lost my track of myself there. There is so much focus with Lucian attempting to do what he is supposed to be doing while sitting at this table. And it is putting on the perfect face, the perfect performance of what this person is who sits at this table. And so he likely wouldn't um, 
engage any more than just, careful there, Harlow, fine, fine wares here. Yeah, he would just, like, shake his head. He seems like he's kind of afraid, almost. There's no doubt that this is, like, getting logged and cataloged, <laughs> but you're, you're not getting anything that is breaking this this mask or facade that he has put on. Kyrus is just going to slide her wine over to Harlow. <laughs> yeah, he, he slams it. Pat, pat him on the shoulder. <laughs> Queen Altano kind of glances around the table a little bit and just goes, so there's nothing that we can do tonight in terms of the relief aid. So what I will do is everyone feel free to wander the village talk to whoever. In fact, maybe check out some of the shops. Take something home with you. Whatever it is that you would like to do and you will be escorted to your bedrooms shown where they are whenever you are ready to adjourn for the night and first thing tomorrow morning, we will begin working towards the relief aid. Does that sound good to everyone? Certainly. Yeah. Whatever you require. Sounds good. Perfect. And again, if you need anything, just ask uh, any of the individuals here in the hall, they will do their best to help you, and if they cannot, they will come and fetch me. Until tomorrow, I bid you good night. Good night. And she gets up and again, just almost floating, just gracefully leaves the hall or leaves the dining hall. Um, as she gets up and like starts walking, you hear the door unlatch and open, and then it just remains open after that. Um, it doesn't close back. Curious would have made it a very specific point to make it look like she ate food, but touched absolutely none of it. By contrast, Hildegard has three <laughs> cleaned plates stacked in front of her. <laughs> All right. And that is where we will end our session. Thank you, everyone, for joining us today. Remember to check out our Kickstarter tomorrow at theeternalnight.com. Be sure to join us next week. And until next time, keep crafting those stories. <laughs>